The Hear Me Project is an initiative of Carnegie Mellon University's Create Lab. The website for the Create Lab is www.cmucreatelab.org, and the website for Hear Me is www.hear-me.net. My name's Masha. I'm originally from Jacksonville, Florida. I'm currently staying in a bridge housing program. I'm proud of my art. I'm proud of the fact that despite growing up in an oppressive family situation, I've learned instruments that I've wanted to learn and wasn't allowed to. My name is Salim. I am originally from Europe, Bulgaria, born and raised in there, and came to the U.S. at the age of six. I currently reside at a Welcome homeless shelter. Welcome to the Hear Me Podcast. This month, let's go back in time a little bit to October 2nd, 2015. In front of crowds that are swelling to 120 in the cozy Strip District Coffee Shop, 21st Street Coffee, 19 young people experiencing homelessness put on a gallery to showcase their voices and their experiences with homelessness and LGBT identity. The youth performed spoken word, performance art, music, and even made speeches about their experiences putting together the We Live Here art show opening. The show featured their artwork and Hear Me Cans with stories in them from young people like Aiden. Hi, my name is Aiden and I'm 20 years old and I live in Baldwin. Why did I want to participate in the show? Because everyone has a voice. I believe that that voice needs to be heard. The best way to do it is through art because you can just start drawing something and then because of your emotions it just goes every which way that your emotions go and it gets it all out. The art I submitted, I did one It looks like the circle of life, and it's a dark color and a light color separated into different parts because your life goes in a circle. Sometimes it's bad and sometimes it's good, and in the middle, it's a different color because that's your soul. No matter how you look at it, everything gets better. Somehow, someway, everything is okay in the end. The Homeless Children's Education Fund and a network of collaborators that run a program called Service Access for Youth coordinated this show. The show was created as a way to raise awareness of the obstacles faced by young people who identify as LGBTQIA and are also experiencing homelessness at the same time. We interviewed the show coordinator, Grace Enoch. My name is Grace Enoch and I am an intern at Homeless Children's Education Fund. Homeless Children's Education Fund is an agency in Allegheny County that works to advocate and support educational opportunities for youth and children experiencing homelessness. This is after school programs, um, utilization of McKinney-Vento legislation, as well as enrichment programming, which goes into different shelters, transitional living programs, and residential treatment facilities, bringing them hands-on activities like Hear Me, um, Art Expression, Lab Rats, um, things that they may not uh, have access to. So what SAY is, HCF is also a collaborator. Um, they're mer- very much an action agency. So they work to connect all different diverse stakeholders with common interests to best serve youth and children experiencing homelessness. So what Service Access for Youth is, is um, a space, so be it the GLCC, Children's Hospital Adolescent Health uh, provides registered nurses and nurse practitioners for clinic. HCF will provide food. All of these pieces fit together to fill in the gaps of service that these people need. 
Um, so for people who are coming to the We Live Here art show, they are being exposed and able to look at these pieces of work made by youth experiencing homelessness over the course of five or six months. It was months of hard work put on the walls and they would go through and see all the different pieces and, and a large part was the Hear Me kiosk where in addition to looking at what these youth have created, they were able to hear portions of you know what it's like a day in the life, um, what art means to them. It was mostly I, the Hear Me recordings at the We Live Here Art Show, it, it exemplified their you know, resiliency and um, how much w how they were willing to give back to their community and how much they wanted to talk about things that people may not be comfortable talking about. Issues of homelessness, mental illness, drug abuse, you name it. Hello everybody, my name is Bad Eric from the North Side. I write music that has a lot of graphic, sometimes violent imagery in it, but it's never directed towards anybody. It's just more what I see go on, more inward, stuff that I've suffered, my own inner demons. It can be very intense and approach taboo subjects that might be triggering or negative. The whole point of it is to pinpoint on that stuff, but to be positive about it, to bring that to light so that some positive change can come from it. There's a lot of good things that happen in the world. Unfortunately, natural negative bias, which we're more prone to seeing the negative things that happen in life, we have a tendency to be more focused on that instead of seeing how far we've progressed. Now, I want to be able to balance that out where we can talk about this stuff, but not in a way where it's going to make people feel sad. I want to be able to engage people in it so that some change can be done. How did you feel about the show? when you were there? Well, my energy was, at, was I was so nervous. Um, it was funny because the energy in the room was, people were very excited. It was moving, you know? Not only did they get to look, and not only did they see this, this um, the artwork that they poured their, you know, hearts and all their time into, but in the middle of the art show, whenever the room was packed, there was like, over 120 people there in this small, like, skinny space. A bunch of youth, I think maybe five or six, got up in front of all of those people and told their story or what's important to them and their experiences and also their talents. It was so moving. I, I mean, I didn't even know it was gonna happen, you know? Um, I thought, you know, one kid was gonna get up there and introduce the show and they all showed up um, to get up there and share with everybody. So it was, it was fantastic. Within um, 10 minutes, which this was the first time doing it, so we didn't know how the We Live Here Art Show would really work, 90% of the stuff was sold. It was just gone, you know? It was great. Um, it was a great crowd. Over 120 people came, and that's just at one time. So during the two hours of the show, people were continuously in and out. There was about 70 pieces of art, um, five performances, 19 artists participated in the We Live Here art show, and everyone who participated in the art show made at least $50, and this is, and, um, that's not including uh, the majority of 
the youth made over $200, some even as high as $500. And what this money was used for, um, recreational activities that they may not have the money for all the time, like going to a movie, we take that for granted, but co-pays on their prescriptions, work clothes, new clothes, bus fare. With the money from the We Live Here art shows, there was a lot of purchasing of cell phones. That was like the number one thing um, to get in contact with people. And books, school stuff, school supplies, anything school related. Notebooks, books, a way to get to school, clothes to wear to school, um, you name it. There was this feeling the whole time up until October 2nd that um, no one was going to come and no one was going to buy anything and that it wasn't going to happen, um, which mirrors um, the youth experiencing homelessness in their relationships with um, people and their relationships with all types of systems, schools, medical, volunteers, agencies is that uh, they have this automatic feeling that people aren't gonna show up because they haven't for so long. Because even I had that feeling. It was the first time being, you know, we're insecure, we don't know how it's gonna go. And the response and the support from all the different community agencies, the schools, the people involved in the Service Access for Youth collaboration, it was amazing. It really was. Now, to understand more about the We Live Here show, we also talked with one of the art therapists from Art Expression, who supports youth at the Service Access for Youth program. So my name is Jennifer Roselle. Um, I am an art therapist in the Pittsburgh area. Um, I worked for Art Expression um, and helped on the show. Um, but I'm not just an art therapist. I'd say, you know, I'm an art therapist, but I'm also an activist um, and a member of the LGBT community in Pittsburgh. Grace brought the idea to me, and I first wanted to make sure that the youth were interested. So I told her, you know, give me like a week or two. I want to talk to them and see, you know, because I believe like with art therapy, you know, I'm not going to talk somebody into doing something that they aren't excited about or passionate about. So I, you know, I went around and kind of talked to different youth um, in the center and said, hey, this is something we're thinking about. What do you think? And um, they were like, yes, yes, please. I would love an opportunity to show my work publicly and, you know, an opportunity to um, also make some money, um, you know, um, and then an, an opportunity to speak out about issues of homelessness and those kind of things. So they were the ones who were really excited. Hello, my name is Kyle. I am 22. Originally, I'm from Washington, PA, but I live in Homewood in the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania area. If I wanted to say one thing as they walk away to have them remember me, there's a lot of mystery and interesting things about me. Aside of all the doom and gloom, I'm a very sentimental person. I would like to show them my experience and show them how I portray things of how I see. I do try my best and it's one of my passions to do art as best as I can and draw 
draw my butt off. It takes time and it sometimes takes effort. If you believe that you're not the greatest artist, don't let other people drag you down because later down in life, when they say that you are a very terrible artist, always think at the back of your head you have the ability to prove them wrong. Well, art expression, um, they do a variety of different stuff, and the art expression part of the SAY program really helped to, to work on some of those feelings and help them develop coping skills and help them be there for one another. And then, you know, that discussion, bringing it to the larger community was so empowering. It was just amazing. I mean, I had youth coming to me bawling throughout the night. <laughs> Hello, my name is Nisi. The thing that inspired my Allen picture is... It's just like a place that I want to go to when I want to, when I feel alone or lonely or depressed. I just want to, I feel like I should have my own island and everybody shouldn't be able to come there. Interiors were given to me from the SAE programs that we used. This piece was, it was made from my imagination because it's like a place that I would want to go or that I would invent for myself, like my own island, you know? My art is my escape from reality, from the real world, from being depressed, from having all these different emotions that I don't know how to talk about to other people because I don't trust people, you know? I think it's my artwork because I really don't really let people really get to know me, like get too close to me because I've been hurt a thousand people, you know? And I don't feel like I'll be able to ever trust a person again. And that's all. Their shootings, the murders, art just helps me escape from reality. Like, there's just so much stuff going on in this world. Like, sometimes you need to escape, you know? And I just put my escape into art. My name's Trinity. I'm 22 years old. I live over in the north side. I like people to like my drawings, but also to know about why I drew them and what the inspiration is behind them as well. I just really like to draw clothes and it's the one thing I'm good at. Definitely a strength and it does help me escape from a lot of the BS. Most of the BS that I deal with is emotional and mental stuff. The art show kind of became a different thing. Um, you know, it kind of took um, the process from just the individual's experience, which is what the SAE program is, to um, a larger context where it became about, you know, how do we use our voice to talk about our experience, to bring up, you know, issues with homelessness or LGBT identity or, um, you know, those type of things. How do we use our art, like, with a social justice component? Um, and that was a really amazing experience. And I think that there's some healing in telling their stories as well, um, you know, and, and helping to break down that stigma and uh, move forward. Hi, my name is Aiden and I'm 20 years old and I live in Baldwin. In one day, I get misgendered a lot. My pronouns are he and him. Doesn't always work out like that. I deal with a lot of people that try to tell me that I'm not a guy. There are times though that parents don't agree with me and like there's times where I've had people stop talking to me because of who I am. I don't need anything more than what I already have on my plate. My mom's side of the family is okay with it, but my dad's side of the family isn't. I can't even talk to my dad. Anytime we 
fight, he tells me I'm worthless and I'm not his child. And that's how the conversation ends. The main reason like I do what I do, I participate in the art stuff and I help other people is because I've had people I've looked up to and people I thought were always gonna be there for me and always have my back just leave because they didn't like something I did or they didn't like my lifestyle. They just left. I would never, ever, ever want to put somebody through that pain that I felt when they left. I know what it's like to feel alone. I would never, ever want anybody to feel alone, not even my worst enemy. I have a lot of bottled up emotion just because of the simple fact I don't like talking about my emotions because I always feel like I'm going to be rejected. Even though I'm not, it's my feelings. If I feel a certain way and I'm here and we're like doing stuff in the room, I'm going to participate because I know my emotions are going to come out on that page. And sometimes there's not even an explanation for it. You know you were feeling not that great, but you didn't know why. And then like you started putting it down on paper and you still didn't know, but at the end you didn't feel as bad. It was a physical expression of what I was mentally going through. If I was given a million dollars to change the world, I would try my hardest to get all of the homeless LGBT kids, veterans, all homeless people in general into a house where they can start getting their life together. Nice place to go home to and that's my main thing that I want to fix. Well, I mean, honestly, we're all people. Um, and I think with homelessness, sometimes they are mistreated or spat on or, you know, not seen. Um, a lot of the youth um, that we see down at the center, they slip between the cracks. Um, even in the different, like, you know, systems, they slip between the cracks. Um, so I think it's important to see them and um, and not just see them, but, like, understand that we all have value um, and that we, you know, we're all equals. Um, I think, and, you know, everybody, they're all creative and intelligent and um, interesting people. And I think, um, you know, giving them that chance um, to use their voice is important because they have something to say. That's about it for this podcast. Uh, you can find out more about HCF and Art Expression at their websites, uh, homelessfund.org and artexpressioninc.org. But before we go, our friend Eric had just one more thing to say. I'm a mixed race, queer person who suffers from bipolar disorder, borderline personality disorder, and PTSD. I've been affected by a lot of stigmas, and I haven't been able to keep a job very long because of my mental health condition, being a person of color. It's been a roadblock. I should have the right to an easier life despite my color or my condition. I believe that it's my duty to spread awareness, but not let those stigmas be roadblocks to me anymore. So I have a duty to myself and to other people to overcome that. It's a duty that I have freely chosen to take on myself to overcome the stigmatization.
And join us next month, uh, where we visit some students who have adopted and are programming their own Hear Me kiosk so they can feature their voices in their schools. I think adults should just be pushing their kids, not hard, but opening up their ideas, letting them take their own path. That's next time on the Hear Me Podcast. Hear Me Podcast.